Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Well, last week, from uh, Wednesday through Saturday, the uh, Conservative Political Action Conference took place, and our friend Dr. Michael New uh, was there. He is assistant professor of practice at the Bush School of Business at the Catholic University of America and a senior associate scholar at the Charlotte Luzier Institute. He's also a Paige Comstock Cunningham Fellow at the Americans United for Life. And Michael, good to have you here. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Let's uh, let's tell tell us what you saw uh, at CPAC. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, CPAC takes place every year. It's kind of a very big gathering for kind of right of center people, both from D.C. and around the country. Uh, but it's changed somewhat in recent years. Uh, at one point, it was kind of a melting pot. You had libertarians, you had national security conservatives, social conservatives would all come and kind of hash out and debate different ideas. In recent years, it's become kind of a big fan fest for Donald Trump. Wow. Uh, nearly okay. all of the speakers support President Trump. Uh, nearly all the booths of the exhibit hall are groups of kind of a pro-Trump orientation. So it's become kind of less ecumenical in a sense. It's yeah. become kind of more of a rally for Trump and his supporters, and uh, this year that was certainly the case. Yeah. And and so, I mean, is there less creative conversation as a result of that? Uh, to some extent, yes. I mean, uh, they used to even have, you know, many debates where, you know, conservatives with somewhat different takes on things would go back and forth and engage each other. Uh, that's gone. You know, uh, okay. there's probably less discussion about certain aspects of public policy yeah. uh, than there used to be. Uh, that, again, you know, economic conservatives, you know, wouldn't say were absent, but they certainly were, you know, a little more marginalized. Mm-hmm. There was kind of more of an emphasis, I thought, on kind of culture war issues this year, which are, you know, certainly important. Uh, but I would say that, again, that probably did reduce the, the amount, and I would say the quality of the debate at this year's CPAC. Do you, do you think that, does that have uh, wider political uh, consequences um, does that represent a shrinking of a con- of the conservative base? You know, potentially it does. I mean, it's kind of hard to really read too much in just one conference sure. or the weekend out of the year. Yeah. You know, I think that the CPAC certainly uh, is you know, well-liked and well-respected. Mm-hmm. You know, Ronald Reagan spoke there on many occasions. Yep. Uh, certainly, you know, uh, gave him and his candidacy, you know, a launch. Um but, you know, I, I do think that, uh, you know, you do have a point that uh, I do think that it does kind of show that there are certain people with right of center views who just no longer feel comfortable or feel welcome. You know, I think that there's certainly a lot of unease in the conservative movement about Trump. Yeah. Certainly is a vocal supporters, but certainly has some critics. And those critics really were not present over the weekend. OK, OK. Um, they take a straw poll. Uh, so I, <laughs> how the straw poll show work out well they do a poll on a variety of questions and one question they asked not surprisingly is who the republicans nominate for president <laughs> as you can probably figure out donald trump uh, won and won pretty resoundingly he defeated nikki haley by a whopping 94 to 5 margin <laughs> well, so when you look at the results of these republican primaries you know nikki haley's getting you know high 30s low 40s yeah uh, this read this show that the sort of cpac attendee is a lot more you know pro-trump than the Republican primary electorate <laughs> as a whole. So, right, right. Uh, that was certainly you know, unsurprising, but worth noting. Yeah, yeah. Now, did they do anything for a vice presidential candidate? That would be more uh, interesting. Yes, this was kind of interesting. I mean, obviously, there's no consensus about who President Trump ought to pick as VP. Uh, the two candidates who came in first were 
South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem. Um, she spoke at CPAC, and uh, presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy mm. also got 15%. Okay. So uh, both of these individuals spoke at CPAC. That probably did help them a bit, again, each receiving 15%. Uh, former, interestingly, former Democratic Congressman Tulsi Gabbard, she spoke at CPAC. She finished third with 9%. Hmm. Okay. And uh, Congressman Elise Stefanik and Senator Tim Scott each finished fourth with 8%. So mm-hmm. uh, lots of candidates were interesting to uh, you know the attendees, uh, but no real consensus about who the VP really ought to be. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, was the attendance down or up? You know, officially they say, you know, attendance was up last year, but I'll be honest, I'm skeptical. You know, I know Thursday it seemed pretty thin. Okay. Uh, now, again, Thursdays the students haven't arrived yet, and of all the days, it's probably the least well attended. Certainly there was a very large and enthusiastic crowd for, you know, Donald Trump on Saturday. Yep. But just by eyeballing things, it seemed attendance was down. Uh, yeah. I didn't wouldn't say it was dramatically down, you know, but it did not appear to be as well attended as past CPAC. Okay, okay. And uh, the pro-life issue, uh, was that discussed? Was there a panel on it? Yep. Thankfully, the first time since 2021, there was an issue devoted, a panel, I should say, devoted to sanctity of life issues, which, you know, I've written about, and I appreciate the fact that CPAC did host a panel on this issue. Uh, Thursday, it was a panel titled Babies Are Us. Uh, panelists were Penny Nance, uh, President and CEO of Concerned Women for America, and Brandy Swindell, uh, who is the founder and CEO of Scathed Healthcare, which is a chain of pro-life pregnancy help centers. Mm-hmm. The panel was moderated by Abraham Enriquez, who is the founder and president of Bienvenido U.S., a group that does conservative outreach to Hispanics. And it was you know, lively and uh, you know appreciated You know that uh, Brandy Swindell has a new project on stopping abortion abuse and trying to highlight instances of coerced abortion and talk about that. Uh, Penny Nance talked about politics quite a lot and just said the Republicans need to lead on this issue and they don't need to be defensive. Uh, that If you try to ignore the issue, uh, the other side defines you. Yeah. And we need to find our opponents as the ones who are extremists. So, again, it was a good panel, uh, good comments by everybody. I think it did inspire attendees to go out and do more to build a, a culture of life. Yeah, very good. Uh did uh, they have panels on, uh, say, China? Yep. Yep, there were panels on a wide range of issues. I mean, there was certainly a panel on China. You know, there were panels on, you know, health care reform. Uh, human trafficking has become kind of a hot issue lately in conservative circles. There was a panel on that. Uh, also a panel on immigration. Uh, there were a lot of elected officials spoke. As I mentioned, Governor Chrissy Nubb spoke. Uh, that, uh, you know, Tulsi Gabbard spoke, who's interesting. I mean, she's actually a, a Democrat. Uh, but has sometimes bucked her party on certain issues right. and the speaking slot. So, uh, you know, wide, you know, there were a range of issues, but I will say that, again, uh, issues of interest to economic conservatives you know, were not uh, really discussed all that much. I wish there was more of a discussion on Ukraine. You know, a couple of years ago when the invasion started, conservatives were very excited to support Ukraine. Right. And now there's a lot more kind of Ukraine skepticism, right. especially kind of in the Trump wing of the conservative movement. Uh, that wasn't really discussed much at all. So I think there were some missed opportunities for issues that might have been, might have been of interest to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you see a new conservative leadership rising up there? Well, it's kind of hard to say what will happen uh, when kind of Donald Trump, you know, does vanish from the political scene. You know that uh, you know right now you do have uh, 
you know, some other conferences that have kind of sprouted up to rival CPAC. I don't think they have quite uh, the attendance levels, but they are gaining some some attention. You know, the Bill Crystals group did host a conference the same weekend, which did feature some, you know, well-known speakers. You know, Ramesh Panuru, you know, editor of National Review, spoke at this gathering. Yeah. You know, as Asa Hutchinson, you know, a uh, governor of Arkansas and presidential candidate. So, um, you know, I think that uh, there may be, you know, rival conferences uh, that do spring up that may not be, you know, quite as popular, uh, but do certainly draw some attendance away from CPAC. Um, you know, again, I think that... Uh, well, remains to be seen what happens when you know Trump leaves the political scene. Yeah. Do we see a CPAC that's kind of you know still devoted to the issues that were of interest to Trump and his supporters, or do we see a CPAC that's more kind of ecumenical? I think that just remains to be seen. Yeah. So uh, Bill Crystal obviously planned his his conference to run at the same time uh, CPAC was running, and um, do we know what kind of attendance he had? Off the top of my head, I don't know. I mean, they seemed happy. You know, they said that uh, their conference, you know, sold out or was, you know, very close to it. You know, um, I obviously, I wish I could buy locate and attend both conferences. <laughs> uh, I'm not Padre Pio. I'm trying to get there. Uh, but they did seem happy with turnout and attendance and media coverage. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. Well, Michael, thank you so much. It's always good talking with you. And uh, uh, I, I really appreciate your insights. Uh, into CPAC. We'll, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Ma- Dr. Michael New is Assistant Professor of Practice at the Bush School of Business at the Catholic University of America. He also is a Senior Associate Scholar at the Charlotte Luzier Institute, and uh, he joins us regularly, mostly on, on pro-life issues. He's uh, an outstanding analyst, and I always appreciate his annual attendance at the CPAC, the, the Conservative Political Action Conference, uh, and his reporting on it uh, for us because it gives us some idea of, you know, what's going on in conservative, politically conservative circles. And I, and there's no doubt, I mean, there's simply no doubt that Donald Trump has become the dynamic force within American conservatism, and it's uh, he's a dominant force. And the truth is, uh, he has a guaranteed place in America's history books. Uh, his his whole story is going to be well studied by historians uh, in the in the future, regardless of what happens. Uh, the election of twenty twenty four, whether he wins or loses, it looks obvious that he's going to be the Republican nominee. So, what can you say? It's going to going to happen. But the, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what a second Trump, administ- if he gets elected, what a second Trump administration would look like. Um, and it's, you know, there's a lot of, you've all, you all are well aware of the debate going on about the fitness of President Biden uh, to run. Uh, there are plenty of people still claiming that He's not going to be the Democrat nominee. Uh, that raises all kinds of troubling questions, it seems to me, about who the Democratic nominee would be. Uh, it's not as though there's a very deep bench uh, there. But uh, the good news—the good news for us as uh, Catholics who are trying to grow in the faith, 
who are trying to understand the world uh, through the lens of Catholic teaching. The good news for us is that we're to be responsible uh, citizens. So we, we, we do. We take place, uh, we take our place in doing politics. Um, but the, we, we work for something much more than political victories. Uh, there's an ultimate political victory, and that is when the king returns. Uh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't uh, be dis, uh, irresponsible uh, with our—I mean, we are citizens, so we should be responsible in our citizenship and make good electoral choices. Uh, but we all know that all those choices are relative to the great moment when the king will return and establish his own administration, you might say. And we should never forget that because the coming of Christ will relativize all human kingdoms in all human political efforts. It's a, this is why we should never permit our politics to uh, distort our witness to Jesus. Um, it's easy to get uh, morally indignant and filled with outrage over the, our political circumstances. But that gets in the way of us proclaiming the kingdom that is yet to come in its fullness. I'm Al Cresta.